You're listening to the UBC Medicine Learning Network. Welcome, you're listening to Metamorphosis, a podcast designed to help medical students navigate their careers. My name is Ella, and on today's episode, we're talking with Dr. Jill Lin, who is a first-year pediatrics resident at the BC Children's Hospital. Hi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Would you mind introducing yourself and telling me your preferred pronouns? Okay, yeah, hi. This is Jill, and my preferred pronouns are they, them, or she, her. Great, thank you so much. My name is Ella, and I go by she, her pronouns. So just to begin, would you mind telling us a little bit about your journey into medicine? Wow, big question. Um, so I'll say medicine is my second career. Um, mm. Before medicine, I was working in biotechnology. So when I graduated from my undergrad, I, I did have like a science background. I graduated from um, a degree in medical laboratory science, kind of pathology and lab sciences. Um, when I graduated, um, I also had a interest in business. I, I went to a program called Master of Biotechnology uh, mm-hmm. at um, the University of Toronto uh, to pursue my interest in business. It is a business program with its mm-hmm. focus on the biotechnology industry. So it is a really cool program for me because I have a science background. Um, and that's what the, the program is meant for as well. It's for, science, it's for students with science background and with an interest uh, of uh, wanting to, to go into the biotech industry uh, and very business focused. So I went through that program um, and then landed on a job in biotech in biotechnology. So I work in biotechnology for a couple of years before mm-hmm. I applied to medicine. I think the reason why I then applied to medicine was medicine has been on the back of my mind. Um, but at that point, I think when I first graduated, it was it, I just didn't feel strongly about it. And mm-hmm. it's not until I work for a couple of years in the industry, I've kind of felt a plateau um, and I also felt something's missing and just hoping for a change um, in the industry. So then I started applying for medicine. I think it's so cool that you've had multiple different perspectives of the medical system being in that biotech field before you entered medicine. It must give you such a unique perspective. So I think that's really awesome. Now that you're a pediatric resident, I was wondering what the average day in your life looks like or what the residency program is like. Because a, a day can look very different, uh, depends on the rotation I'm on. So in as a pediatric resident uh, at UBC, a lot of our uh, rotations in our one year are um, based in BC Children's Hospital. And within that, we rotate through for example, some of the subspecialty blocks, such as respirology, gastroenterology, of course, owing the pediatric contacts. And 
of course, there are also a lot of uh, general pediatrics uh, sort of inpatient hospital uh, thing, uh, blocks that we do. For example, CTU uh, is, is a huge uh, part of our first year. Uh, we have two blocks of CTU and then a, in a total of one block of night float, which is also covering the night shifts for CTU. We also do other rotations uh, in the community. So we'll go to community hospitals uh, to do a general pediatrics rotation there as well. We also do NICU in the first year. So quite a few different things that we do uh, in the first year and really depends on what rotation you're on. And and that makes a huge difference in what your day will look like. That's really great that you have so much variety. What rotation are you on right now? Uh, I'm currently on the NICU rotation. And so I will, you know, be there early in the morning around 8 a.m. to pre-round on my patients. And then when staff comes in, we all round together, see all our patients together. Uh, it's quite interesting to take care of, you know, tiny little humans. Very cute. Uh, my favorite part of it is being able to cuddle them. Awesome. <laughs> um, and... Yeah, you, you get some cuddling time with the neonates. Uh, at Children's Hospital, we have a unit that takes care of um, infants with neonatal abstinence syndrome. Uh, mm-hmm. These are the babies who are exposed to substances in utero and experience withdrawal when they are born. Uh, we have a really good unit uh, called the FUR unit uh, to create a really harm reduction approach to the families there. I was just post-call, so I was on a 24-hour call. So uh, later, after I finish rounding, I go to deliveries, uh, whether it's C-sections or some uh, instrument-assisted vaginal delivery. Pediatrics will be called to be there to assist with uh, just in case if the baby needs resuscitation. And they do happen, and the pediatrics team will then be in charge of the resuscitation of the neonate. Um, that's basically what my last 24 hour look like. That's a really busy day. Thanks so much yeah. for uh, talking to me after, after such a hectic day. Oh yeah, no problem. And then of course I sleep after that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with all the different rotations that you've done so far in first year, what's been your favorite? What's been my favorite? Uh, I really like my community rotations. Um, kind of getting out of, because BC Children's Hospital is a, ter- like, you know, the tertiary center. It is the only children's hospital in BC. So a lot of the cases we see uh, in the hospital are quite complex and quite different from what you will see in a community hospital. So I really appreciate the time outside of children's hospital to go into the community. Part of it is also my interest. I am interested in general pediatrics. Um, so I think going to the community, being kind of on your own, um, you are, there's no like whisperologist on on site. There's no like cardiologist (laughs) on site, uh, for you to call easily. You can still call BC Children's Hospital, but, uh, in the meantime, you're kind of dealing with the patients on your own. Um, so I really like that. Um, you also get, uh, some clinic, uh, time when you're on community, rotations to be able to do some outpatient work as well. 
So that I really enjoy. And then I think the second thing I'll enjoy is why I'm on right now, Nikki. I really enjoy the tiny little babies. They make me happy. <laughs> yeah, that's so great that you found things that you're already interested in within first year. Was pediatrics always on your mind or was that something that you discovered later on in medical school? Yeah, thank you for asking that. I'll say I always know that I like children. I like working with children. Um, I always like that. Uh, coming to medical school, of course, with that interest, I thought I would be interested in pediatrics. Like early on in, in my first year, I thought that would be my interest. But then as I go through the pre-clerkship uh, curriculum and going through the pediatrics content, I was like, ah, this is not my interest. Uh, I think, you know, studying for it is different from doing it. So then I kind of gave up that idea. I was like, no, I don't like pediatrics. I don't like what I'm learning. Um, and then I switched kind of my interest towards family medicine, internal medicine. Um, thought that I really like the medical part of things. And I like the um, kind of holistic approach to patient care in family medicine as well. So I thought those are my interests. And then not, it's not until my clerkship year where I went through my pediatrics blog I find I really find myself enjoying it very much. Like I, I felt the most like myself when I was on pediatrics rotations and really enjoy the people I work with, um, really enjoy the children and, and the babies. And, and that's not a surprise. Um, so then that's in third year, that's when I really kind of uh, be like, okay, I think I, I like pediatrics. Uh, that's for sure. I like what I see what I'm doing during clerkship. Oh, that's so cool. I think that's really great to hear because as somebody who's in second year right now and going through like the content and really learning about the topics, but not seeing the clinical like correlation or seeing patients, it is hard to know what I'm interested in because reading it in a textbook is very different than seeing it in real life. So it's nice to see that that, that does shift later on. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you have any advice for when you're in either like pre-clerkship years or clerkship years about how to really like figure out if you're enjoying a rotation because of the people or the topic? Or do you have any tips um, kind of in, in that sense? I felt that shadowing, shadowing opportunities are nice to, um, to do. Uh, just like I said, uh, studying the content is different <laughs> from doing it. Um, to pick a specialty that you like, I always see it, there's, there are like, like two parts of it, is the content, like what you're learning, the, the knowledge, um, what you're studying for, um, all the knowledge part. Um, and then the other part of it is what you're actually doing, who you're interacting with, what your patients look like, what's the day-to-day -day like, what kind of job are you do actually doing so to pick a specialty you you can't base it on just either of them you kind of have to think about okay this is what I'm learning this is what I'm doing do I like both of them if I don't like this part am I okay to uh you know tolerate this part like it's it's so hard right. in pre-clerkship years to to find that interest without any clinical uh, exposure so I think shadowing in pre-clerkship years uh, 
will be very useful to get yourself kind of immersed in that environment. Um, just a little bit, you know, uh, better than nothing. Um, but I'll say, like, even if you don't do any shadowing and just kind of experience it in clerkship year, will probably still be okay. Because uh, I didn't do too much shadowing myself. Uh, I did do, well, like, one shadowing shift in pediatrics, but that's it. And didn't find it, like, well, I didn't fall in love with it right away. But uh, I think clerkship years will really, really help um, with with that. So I, I always say no rush. Don't worry about it. Just, you know, go with the ride and enjoy. Well, that's, that's really great to hear. So in the transition from uh, medicine or medical school to residency, was there anything that surprised you? I know you mentioned that you didn't move locations, but still a big transition. Oh, it is a big transition. Uh, I think in medicine, the learning curve is very steep. So you'll notice when you go from a pre-clerkship medical student to a medical clerk uh, when you go into third year, that's a huge transition. And the learning curve is very steep. And then it doesn't stop there. It just keeps on going on uh, until your residency year. So so I'll say going from medical school now becoming a resident is the same. Uh, it is kind of scary at first because now you can sign orders without co-signature. Like you're it, your name is on it. Yeah. Um, you are managing the ward, uh, you're answering calls in the middle of the night. Um, you do have support. I mean, you know, there's always the senior resident or your mm-hmm. staff if you don't have a senior resident on with you. Um, but you are the first person that they call, your first to call. So you are the first line. You will be surprised how much you... Um, how much you improve and how much you just learn. And it, it's a very quick, steep learning curve that you, you just cruise on. <laughs> it's really cool to see how much improvement you can make in such a short amount of time without even realizing it. And then when you look back, you're just like, oh my God. Like sometimes I have like medical students on with me <laughs> on uh, in ro- during, like, dr- during different rotations and I will always be like yeah mm-hmm. I used to be like you and I actually, <laughs> learned, I le- actually learned stuff in the last two years that I can share with you and teach you about and that is a weird feeling because <laughs> time just passes <laughs> by and you just yeah. over a sudden no stuff <laughs> um, so that's really cool uh, the other part that is kind of being told about, you know, I kind of know about it, mm-hmm. uh, but never realize how, um, what it means or what it entails until I actually experience it is how exhausting residency can be. So residency is busy. Uh, I mean, different programs, different specialties may have different levels of demand um, mm-hmm. but for the most part uh, residency can be busy and for me uh, what I'm trying to learn is how I keep that balance between my own well-being uh, mm-hmm. my physical well-being and also uh, my work so that's something I'm still trying to figure out as well um, 
and that's being talked about in residency a lot too is resident resident wellness because we're on call so much we're we're working so much and there's a lot of uh, you're also at the same time a learner still um, so there's different levels of stress um, but I think luckily for me I really enjoy what I'm doing so mentally I feel pretty good about residency physically though it is i will be honest to say it is quite a demand (laughs) well thank you so much for sharing that with me i think that's something that's really good to know and think about when we're kind of preparing (laughs) for future Mm -hmm. steps it's it's nice to hear the part about you feel like you've learned so much without even noticing so that's Mm -hmm. so i know we've talked about some of the good things about being a peds resident but maybe we could pivot now and talk about some of the challenges I guess in pediatrics, um, patients can be very complicated. I'm totally on with the approach of in pediatrics where we are very family-centered. And when we see a pediatric patient, when we see a child, we don't just think about the medicine. We also think about the social context. We also think Mm -hmm. about the stressors on, on the family. So the mental demand when you are dealing with a complicated case can be uh, can be quite high because the patients are complicated and med- not only medically complicated, they can also be psychosocially complicated. Okay. Luckily, um, I think in pediatric care, because of the complexity, there are a lot of supports that are in place to support good pediatric care. I guess that's, you know... What I, what I like about pediatrics as well, right. but I think the mental mental demand is there sometimes with very complex patients, and for me personally, I think with some of the patients who experience really traumatic events, mm. um, either it's a serious illness um, or something else. Um, for me, I do get, um, I do find myself getting attached to my patients, right. Uh, right. and sometimes you do feel the emotions for your patients when they are going through a very difficult time, uh, and you're dealing with vulnerable that children. Like you're a very empathic doctor, so I'm sure all your patients really appreciate uh, the emotion that you kind of put into your work as well. When, when you deal with those cases that do have kind of an emotional impact on you, do you have any suggestions for, like, if a medical student was to experience a similar thing, like, where to go with those feelings? Yeah, very good question. Um, I think it's quite personal. Everyone is mm-hmm. a little bit different. Um, for me, for example, there, I have experienced, like, a cold blue, and then, you know, went right. and try to resuscitate the patient and eventually the patient pass away very big event and when that happened um, my resident cohort when they heard about it I cannot count the number of people who texted me tried to reach out to me and be like hey how are you doing I heard this happen just let me know if you need any support I'm happy to talk and just debrief usually when things like that happen um, it depends on the culture. So in, in mm-hmm. at BC Children's, we there's always like a debrief session after like a difficult resuscitation where um, 
uh, where there's an unfavorable outcome for the patient. Um, usually there will be a debrief session among the healthcare providers. Um, for me personally, I kind of just sit on it. I just, you know, take a day off and sit with my emotions and do things to take care of myself. Um, I do sometimes uh, approach people to talk about it and just be just just to walk through what happened. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's really important for medical students and honestly anyone involved in healthcare to really hear how other people are handling these emotions. So I really appreciate that mm -hmm. and you taking the time to share. No problem. My other questions feel relatively light in comparison. <laughs> But the next thing I wanted to chat with you was about some of your experiences at UBC Medical School um, that maybe prepared you for your life as a pediatrics resident. I wanted to know what you did for your FLEX project. I did a project in uh, global health. Um, I, in my first year in medical school, I went to Bhutan uh, to start a, a global health initiative in Bhutan. So UBC has this... Um, Global Health Initiative um, that is mostly student-led with faculty support, of course. And I really like the country Bhutan. Uh, so I approached my uh, mentor in Global Health, um, Dr. Vidish Kapoor. She's like the uh, person who's running uh, GHI at UBC. Cool. Really thankful for her. And also uh, Dr. Gilbert Lamb, who's a pediatrician. Um, um, who later also joined us in kind of running this project. So with their support, I uh, we started this uh, collaboration between uh, UBC GHI and uh, the sort of the only health science university in Bhutan. Um, right now, I'm I'm I've I've already graduated, but there. Are, medical students, UBC medical students who are taking charge of this project right now as we speak. Um, oh, cool. We, we got a really good team. There, there are people in your year who are in, in our project. Um, right now, we're looking into sort of the men, um, the youth uh, the youth perspectives on uh, mental health uh, mm -hmm. in Bhutan, uh, taking into account of their uh, culture, what does mental health mean to them? So we're doing a qualitative study uh, to to survey that, to gather that information. And how we started this project was actually the topic was proposed by the our partner uh, in Bhutan. Um, and they're really interested in looking to mental health in Bhutan because I don't know how much you know about Bhutan, but uh, Bhutan is known as one of the happiest countries in the world, although <laughs> they are lower resource, um, mm -hmm. but the happiness level among their citizens are very high, and they're known for that. And they're, they are kind of advertised that way. Um, cool. But when we actually spoke with those our partner in Bhutan, they are saying that um, the suicide rates among young people are rising in the last couple of years. And that's why they want to look into that. And that also shows you how much they value uh, mental health um, in their people. 
So it's a very interesting project, and that's the Flex project I did in uh, when I was a medical student. Wow, that's an incredible project, um, and it's yeah. it's really cool to see that it's like kind of continuing on past your Flex blocks and and into the future. Um, were you able to go to Bhutan at all during your project? Yeah, I went to Bhutan uh, in my first year um, before COVID <laughs> um, to to establish that partnership of that, with our partner. With uh, Global Health, was that something that you always were interested in as well, in terms of like creating these initiatives? Yeah, yeah, I, I do have an interest in Global Health, and I think that's part of the reason why I'm also in UBC Pediatrics, because UBC Pediatrics has a Global Health uh opportunity that you can pursue if you like um there are a couple residents in our program in their senior years would go to uh would go on like a global health where they would i think this year we have a couple people who went to south africa uh for and it's part of their clinical um college requirement uh because they, they need to do clinical work that satisfy their college requirement. And it, it, it comes towards that. So so we got residents there. And actually, we also have like a global health kind of component incorporated to our journal club and our academic half days. Um, actually, tomorrow I'll be doing a presentation for our resident academic half day on global health. Uh, oh, so cool. So... Yeah, so that's why um, I, I do have an interest in global health. Um, I think it's so great that you have that connection to global health. I feel like it'll really help no matter what specialty or um, subspecialty you end up in. Just as we wrap up here, is there any advice you'd like to leave for our audience? Uh, I think for from my experience, um, m- m- you know, medical students, we are very proactive about things. And that's how we landed where we are. Um, but I think over time I have learned to actually sit back a little bit in medicine, uh, meaning that um, if you're feeling like quite, you know, confused about what specialty you want to pick, um, I, I, I want to say like, take your time. It's, there's no rush. Um, in third year, that's a great time to explore. And even in fourth year, I actually... Uh, only finalize my decision that I'm gonna rank pediatrics first in my fourth year, uh, not in my third year. So for, like third year is kind of like you know pick your top two or three specialties that you like and explore a bit more about them. Um, and then in fourth year, as you go more in depth into each specialty, uh, kind of figuring out who you are as a person, what you're what you're good at and what you can contribute to the specialty. Uh, I think medicine is a definitely, like being in medicine is a journey. It's not just a journey about helping others. It is also a journey about learning who we are as a person. And and I think that's sometimes forgotten about uh, is the importance of who you are in medicine, uh, not who you're taking care of. Thank you so much for sharing that wisdom with us and for talking with us today. We really appreciate your time. And I guess we'll keep our eyes out for you at Children's. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come find me. I'll be around.
This has been a presentation of the UBC Medicine Learning Network. 